0: Welcome to the Solution-Focused Schools Unlimited Podcast Series. My name is Linda Metcalf, and I'm the author of Counseling Toward Solutions, the first book published in 1995 that took the solution-focused approach into schools with students, teachers, and parents' grades kindergarten through 12th grade. Today, the book is in its third edition, and you can purchase it and other books that I've written on the solution-focused approach at Amazon.com. So, the title of today's podcast is, So, Where Did My Life Go? Anybody out there wonder the same thing? I do. This title came from a friend last week who, when she was asking me about what the next podcast I would do would be about, said, you know, I, maybe you should do something on, hey, where did my life go? Well, that sounded like a fairly good title, so here we are. It seems that most of us are experiencing our lives in ways today that we would have probably never imagined and we're wondering where it went. It's almost as if the story of our lives has been intruded upon by a new chapter. Interfering with this story, we were trying to write and live through the way we wanted. The intrusion has caused important events to be canceled indefinitely and future rites of passage to be put aside for some, mostly our students, never to be experienced by them. And so how do you use the solution-focused approach when there's such disappointments, such devastation with students who are looking forward to prom, graduation, sports events, finals, awards? Well, we keep on talking about how they wish things would be. What if those disappointments, though, were put into a different kind of perspective? What if, in times like these, a solution-focused approach, along with the sprinkling of narrative therapy, could help us shed some light on exactly how to keep writing our story, by helping us to recognize what we had hoped to do and achieve, and what that would have done for us. And then, once we get that idea, then we can talk about other ways to achieve just a fraction of it. Well, let's try. Let's talk for a few minutes about some of the ideas your school clients might bring back to you. There's a good chance, since we are all in a rather devastating situation, that many of the preferred futures or desired outcomes that your school clients bring to you may feel impossible. Whatever they bring back to you, please though, honor them. Honor their request, honor their wishes, their best hopes, because that's coming from their desired outcome, their heart. Even if the ideas seem impossible, come back and say something like, you know, that sounds very, very important to you. And and then add this very magical question. What difference would it make for you if it were to come true? And keep asking that question over and over and over until you get to a place that you can talk about. I recall recently talking to some school counselors at a workshop and I was asking them about their New Year's resolution. And one of the resolutions of one of the workshop attendees was that she would get up every morning and run. And I asked what difference that might make. And she said, oh, I just, I feel so much better when I run. And I said, okay. And as a difference of of what difference does it make when you feel better about things? And she said, I come home and I am more likely to sit down with our five-year-old and play with her. Oh, really? What difference does that make? Oh, she said, I love doing that. It's as if I am then the best parent I want to be. And I said, gosh, and what does that mean to you when you are being the best parent you want to be? She said, then I feel like I'm giving myself to my daughter. And that's the parent I've always wanted to be. Isn't it interesting, though, that the preferred future question ended up in an answer of, I would be running every day. And just by asking the same question, what difference would that make? What difference would that make? We end up at a place of, I would be the parent I'd want to be. Because of that, that is why I encourage you, no matter what your school clients bring to you as a preferred future, as a result of the miracle question, honor it, accept it, And say something back like, wow, what difference would that make for you? It will take you to places that you might never have realized you'd get to. So, onward with preferred future. The questions I'm going to mention to you next in this podcast come from the idea of storytelling. Because after all, we are all creating stories every day. Our lives are stories. The students you have have lives that are stories. And if you look at the way things are going lately, it's as if our stories that we've been writing, and happily for most of us, were very interrupted by this pandemic. It fits nicely into the idea of storytelling. So I'm going to share with you the five elements of storytelling, where you probably learn these in elementary, middle, high school, maybe even college, but we'll see how nicely they fit into the approach we're talking about today. The five elements of storytelling are characters, setting, plot, conflict, and resolution. For our purposes, we're going to be curious about the character, Who is the person sitting in front of us, or online? And talk about, in spite of this situation, who that character still is. What do people see about him, her? What do parents notice about him, her, as they go through the, the situation where they're at home? Just ask those kinds of questions. This kind of conversation always reveals some very nice qualities. And it shares how the school client sees himself or herself. It also gives you information to explore how they can rescue that character from the intrusion we're feeling, savor certain qualities of that character and help the character reclaim he, who she or she would have been and become if this pandemic had not happened. So let's see how the virus that is interrupting the lives of our students can be storied as we talk about the characters. We should probably describe the character in terms of physical traits and personality traits. And so as you talk to your students initially about the situation and say, you know, in spite of this, you're still online with me. You're still talking to me. That tells me you've got some pretty great resiliency about you. What else is it do I need to know about you? They are, after all, the main character of their story as you talk to them, inquire who they are and also how others see them. The setting. The setting is the world we live in now and that world is in a pandemic. Shelter in place, stay at home. We're looking and trying to do healthy things, actions. That information is everywhere. Day-to-day incidences are talked about that are happening now while we stay at home that maybe we haven't done before. Ask about those things that you're school clients experiencing. As you talk to them, also ask how they're making it through. That's a solution-focused approach. Focus on their abilities to get some work done. Maybe not all of it, but how are you getting some work done? If they complain that they can't focus, that it's hard to get things done, say, you know, makes sense to me, but from looking at the grades I've got from you, you've got two out of three done. How is it you did that? That helps them begin to see that the setting is not all doom and gloom in fact they are competent the next element is plot the pandemic is the plot in our situation in the plot it began with fear disbelief and then a reality that caused us all to go into shelter in place it's full of uncertainty concern over what steps to take to solve things and a curiosity of how those steps will unfold but the plot is settling, as of this podcast, and moving toward a possible de-escalation. And now there are steps being proposed. That's con- incongruent with, with storytelling as plots begin to unfold a little bit. With our students, that means being sensitive to the situation that's drastically unlike classroom work. It's changing it requires maybe, as, as you notice how changing it is for them, reconsidering how much work to provide for them and ask them to do. It also means, now that the plot is changing a bit, talking to them about what they might have missed because they're telling you those things and asking maybe who they would have been should they have been able to go to those events interesting question, right? It's a narrative therapy question. I'll say it again. Who would you have been if you would have been able to attend your prom, the graduation, the award ceremonies, played as the pitcher in the baseball game and the finals like you dreamed of? Who would you have been? Write everything down they tell you. Then read it back to them. And offer this on a scale of 1 to 10. 10 meaning that is everything you've just told me. And 1, not so much. Where would you put yourself right now on that scale? Chances are you're going to hear answers that are not near 1 or 2, maybe 3 or 4. And if you do, wow, in spite of this happening, you're still at a 4 tell me, what could you do over the next day or so to earn just a fraction of what those events might have done? And how have you done some of that before? Maybe, for example, a student may say, oh, I would have felt so good about myself because I would have pitched the best game ever. My teammates would have really liked it and they would have been celebrating with me. We would have had a great time. And then ask, what difference would that make to you to have such a great time? And then the student may say something like, well, you know, I would know that at least in the last semester of my high school career, I took our team someplace, and people will remember it. Ah, and when they remember it, what difference will that make? Well, it's kind of like I'll leave something, miss. You know, I'll leave something with the school, some some little bit of me. Okay, and what difference would that make to you? Well, it would mean everything that maybe they won't forget me when I'm gone. Okay, well, since at this point you can't play that game, what else might you do on a very small scale over the next week or so to leave a little bit of you with your classmates and the school so that they won't forget you? Wonder what you might do in spite of all this stuff that's happening that you'd feel good about when you look back at the school this past summer, see how easy it can be to take a very impossible goal and help a student find another way to express it. The next element is conflict. After you've gotten information from your school clients on the scaling question and where they are, realize that moving up on the scale from wherever they are becomes the resolution. And resolution is also the last part of storytelling. Get lots of detail in that resolution. Get information by asking questions like What will your friends see you do over the next week or two that would leave? message to your school that you were there. What would they notice about you as you went through that task, that action? What else would they see? What would your parents see? Whatever language they use, use it back, as long as you feel comfortable, of course, as they describe themselves to you. If you get I don't knows, it's okay. It just means they're thinking. Let them think. Always let them think and never fill in that for them it's theirs. Be patient. Let them know you've got time. In this situation today, there's so much concern over the new normal and how it will look. No wonder it's hard for students to answer. We wonder, just like I do, will this pandemic leave us in a different place than where we were before? Probably so. How could it not? But who's to say that emerging from this plot and conflict, that we won't become characters in our story that we might like even just a little more? Who knows? All I know is that you have the chance, as you are working with your students online every day, to help them keep writing their story whenever you talk with them and listen to what they're going through. Keep the solution-focused approach in your pocket and the narrative approach too through the use of language and patient listening. You may be amazed at how the students can get even more resilient when they realize that there are a lot of chapters ahead, and in those chapters, they are the author. As for you, I hope over the next week or so, you take a peek at your own story, too, and use these guiding questions on yourself. And remember, these are the questions. Who would I be as an educator, as a clinician, as a parent, as a friend? If all of these situations in the pandemic hadn't happened, who would I be? What would I be aspiring to do? What would I be achieving? Then scale it, scale one to 10. That's at the top, one at the bottom. Where are you even though you haven't gotten to do those things? And then what would it mean to you? What would it have meant to you to achieve those great things? How can you do it just a little bit? How can you get what it would have meant to you in alternative ways? You may be surprised. Best wishes make this week exceptional.